change. Feeling it. Oh yeah. We're back. Welcome back to episode 84 of the weekly wrap. I'm joined by the OG Corker himself. Corker, how are you? Great, mate. How are you? Good. A lot of prep going into this episode for you, mate. Always. Always has been. And Shedlick, you're back, mate. Great to see you back in the Bushies uniform today. I am. It's good to be here, yes. Uh, not the Bushies that some people might wear to under-14s training after they make the school boys tryouts when 70 people get invited, but the Vic Bush Rangers of the former Big Bash League before it went franchised. Uh, merchandise or uniform? That's right. I will be selling these out of the back of my car. <laughs> so come see me and we'll make a good quid. We've got plenty of those. We've got plenty of Chelsea shirts as well. If anyone wants one of those, there's uh, they're, they're selling like hotcakes. But it's five big questions that I've put on the run sheet for today, and I'll just ask these questions quickly for our intro before Corker gets into the NBA because there's plenty of news around there. But Glenn Maxwell, greatest knock in ODI format. Just want to get your yes or no's, and we'll deep dive into it later on. Obviously, you boys are heavily into your cricket, and obviously the ICC Cricket World Cup at the moment. Undoubtedly, best knock. In one-day format ever. I'm shattered I didn't get to see it uh, live, but Corker? It'd probably, yeah, it'd have to be, I'd say. Um, but I don't think I would have seen others that could have rivaled it, to be fair. So, But I don't know, 200 in a one-dayer. Um, Seven downs. Save, save the game, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Which we will get into later, but leads, leads, leads. How are the boys travelling at the moment in the championship? Two good wins on the trot. We've beaten Leicester City there the other week. Uh one nil away, which is a big win. And I, I said I told you off air that Burnley last year went up with eight games to go, which is pretty good going. Like they were ro- running the league pretty well. And Leicester City at this point last year, uh, sorry, Leicester are 10 points further ahead this time than when Burnley were last year. It's a great win. Leicester probably looking for a promotion, but that second spot's still up for grabs. And we're now back to nine points in between us. So, and another win against Plymouth Argyle of all teams. Huge names, huge, all family names. That's right. Speaking of teams that we don't care about, what about those horny Houston Rockets mm. Mm, at the moment? Are they the real McCoy? Well, uh, we actually are starting to look like it, aren't we? Um, Emi Udoka is, has got us playing some defense for the first time about three and a half years, I reckon. So, um, And it's really showing on the court. Yeah, and the rest, yeah, to be fair, and the rest. I don't know. I sort of thought at the start of the year we'd be maybe push a plane if we're lucky, but I think we'd be definitely aiming for a plane at least now. So um, six on the trot, got a big scalp in Denver today. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with how we're going. Now, this one is a little bit of a question, more of a statement as well, but the CEO secret segment, do you want to have a guess at what it is based around or do you just want to leave it for later on? Ugh. Do you want to get into your head? No, you don't want to get into my head. Absolutely not. <laughs> But hard. the last one is, and the question's probably going to be based around to you, Shed. Can Corker steal another quiz at the death like he did last week? That was unbelievable. Done it twice now. He's, He's done it twice. Me, definitely. I am the bottle king of these things. So you, you are. You're trigger happy. Put your money on it. So stay tuned for the votes and the quiz, which will be at the end. But we will have a quick look at the NBA now, specifically more around probably the records and the games themselves. Anyone can go look up the games and have their say. But at the moment, there's probably a couple of teams that are surprising. We'll start with the Eastern Conference with the standings around here. The 76ers at the moment, 6-0 and since James Harden has left. Now, there was question marks as how they were going to go this year, obviously with the Harden scenario. I think they've run it smoothly, obviously getting rid of him as well, but then bringing up Maxi to the two, which people were questioned about whether he was the number two guy in the team, but he's been excellent so far. Dropped, How have you seen the six? Dropped 50 today. Dropped 50 points? 50. Yeah. 
Did you not know that? I, I've been a busy man. I've seen at halftime him and Embiid had like 26, 25 each. He shot and he's stupid. ended up with 50 points today. I they said we weren't going to go through the results. They scored, they scored 87 points out of 137. And I've yeah. got them both in my fantasy side. and They both got 70s. <laughs> it was huge. But you make me sick. You've got Kelly Oubre in there as well. So yeah, because you... someone run him over. Fuck's <laughs> yeah. sake. What is going yeah. on there? Yeah. Yeah. So, it says on the injury list, uh, pedestrian crossing. Yeah. Oh. Tyrese Maxey shot 20 from 32. Yeah. That's a lot of shots. It's a lot of shots, but it's accurate as well. Yeah. For me, it's them. And then second seed at the moment is the Boston Celtics. Seven and two record. They're the two teams and there's daylight because I reckon the Celtics are scary good. And I don't even think they've reached their best of what they can do with Drew Holiday and Paul Singers in the side. And I reckon the more games they get under the belt, the gel, the gelling that they're going to do together is going to be unbelievable. So would you agree that they're probably the two standouts for the East? Yeah. Yeah, for Easy. sure. Easy. Oh, and you could probably say, throw the bucks in there, I'd say, still. But, yeah. They're still figuring a few tell. things yeah. out. Yeah. I think we did highlight in the preseason that Heat and Hawks, we both put a bit of put the moz on them a little bit. Sorry, put the acid on them to really repeat. The Heat obviously sitting there fourth, six and four, still figuring a few things out with their system. Um, but the Hawks have come early this season. And last last year they didn't really start off that well. And then they gained momentum to make that play in and have a bit of a run at the playoffs. But obviously making that start there, five and four, can ask nothing more of them. I still don't like the Hawks. Going to be honest. Flip of the coin. Is Trey Young going to drop me 35 points or is he going to go out there and shoot one from 13 and still have 13 assists and go, what's going on here? I don't know. I'm just not sold on him at the moment. Capella showing signs of what he was like at your Rockets back in the day, Corker, but they don't have faith in him to run him down the minutes. I think they end up starting that on Yeka Okongu. Yep. I reckon they're going to just start with him and he'll, or they'll trade Capella. Like there's patches that are good. DeAndre Hunter's not too bad. Sadiq Bay's showing signs yeah. that he can be okay, but. I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of it at the moment. But the team that has surprised me massively is the Pacers. They're six and four at the moment. Everyone's going, oh, the Pacers are going to jump up this year. I'm like, what do you mean? They've got Halliburton, understandably, great point guard, obviously leading the assist this year in the NBA. Just ruined one of my quiz questions. I'm after Drop 17 today, didn't he? 17 assists. Yeah. So he's been massive. Miles Turner's taking his game to another level. He's been impressive, but. I don't know. I still don't have faith in them. I know that the third seed at the moment, we're 10 games in, but I don't know. I just don't like them. It's I feel just, like they play good team ball. They do. And they're not like, they haven't got any outright superstars, so they have to play good team ball, which is probably, you could say the same for the Rockets as well. Like, they haven't got a superstar player they play around, um, and they're just playing good team basketball and it's working. All right, enough about the Rockets for this podcast. <laughs> I think we're done from there. The only team for the Eastern Conference that I'm looking at before we finish up on them is at the moment the Bucks. And to be honest, I wrote on my notes, WTF is going on because they've brought in Dame Lillard, big talk around it. Now Drew Holiday's gone. Brooke Lopez is amassing a whopping two points a game at the moment, the way he's playing, and he's starting at the center position. I don't know. Their defense has dropped off massively, and you don't know what you're going to get with them. And previously, you knew every game what the Bucks were going to deliver on the floor, offensively and defensively. Uh, will they figure it out? Oh, I, th- I think they will. Like It's way too early. Like With good teams like that, and they've got good quality, um, you know they'll figure it out. They only need to finish, you know, in the playoffs and they can make a run. You probably just don't want to run into the Celtics is probably the one team that I'd be trying to avoid. But it happens all the time. Like the Hawks have made Eastern Conference Finals from low down the heat last year. The Celtics, when they were trying to say, oh, Marcus Smart hates everybody two years back, and they were 10th, and then they made made the Eastern Conference Finals. So... I know we love to talk about put the asset on teams. 
uh, starting slow, but I think they'll figure it out with that much quality. You agree with that, Corga? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think it's. I think we mentioned it last week. It's the Drew Holiday effect that that's really showing here. The um, their defensive rating has gone all the way down. Boston has gone all the way up, and yeah, it's, you can just tell with the way they're playing. He's obviously a pretty big cog in whatever team they're in. He's in. Sorry. Just quickly, five teams: Raptors, Bulls, Hornets, Wizards, Pistons. Bottom five teams at the moment can't win the title. I've ruled them out for this year. Uh, that's my tier one. I had a podcast last night that I did on Mojo State Sports, and my basically, I'm going to have three stages where I go through the ten games and I'll eliminate teams. So they're from the Eastern Conference; they've been eliminated. Who's finishing bottom out of Hornets, Wizards, and Pistons? Probably stays the same. I'm flat. Uh, yeah, we're, we're tanking for Bronny James, I believe. <laughs> if oh, not Bryce it? James, we'll be probably in that running too. That's how well we're going at the moment, Shed. We'll move across to the Western Conference now. Corker is still trying to figure out which side is west, which side is east, <laughs> left and right. Left-hand side of your screen. Yeah, correct. Uh, the Nuggets, well, I've got one word for them, champs. And it just it's not flying under the radar because they're eight and one, but it's just doing what you need to do. I think that's updated. Uh, well, I, I did do it at about one thirty this afternoon, so maybe it wasn't updated. My apologies. Uh, but, yeah, at the moment, the Nuggets are absolutely dominant. The Mavericks, for me, I've wrote two words, sneaky good. They're sitting eight and two at this stage. If it's not updated, I apologize again. They're starting to gel a little bit. Grant Williams has been a great acquisition for them, even though he shot terribly today. But he's really shooting the three ball quite well for a bloke that's just really known for his defending. So I think they've been all right. The Timberwolves, now JC's team that he's just claimed because, funnily enough, they're sitting third. Uh, it's quite interesting from there. But uh, besides the Rockets, which you want to go on about again, Corker, what are the teams that you probably want to have a look at throughout that period through the Western Conference? I mean, the Warriors are going to work it out, I think, eventually. Um, I've got the old, hmm, not quite sure at this stage on the yeah, Warriors. Yeah. Um, the Suns, probably another one. Missing Booker a fair bit, you could tell. Maybe the Lakers... Kings. I don't know what the Grizzlies are doing. Obviously, <laughs> missing Jar. And I think Stephen Adams, I think I mentioned this last week as well, is a huge loss um, to them defensively. Um, but yeah, but there's not much else I don't think. Just of. highlighting there. There's Clippers. What are the Clippers? Grizzlies, doing? Clippers, Pelicans, Suns, Lakers, Kings. Thunder maybe are probably overachieving at the moment. Warriors, possibly the Rockets in that bracket as well. Timberwolves. That's a lot of teams that could be finishing top four there. Like as we come, like I think twenty more games later on is going to tell us a lot about sides. But I, th- I love the West, how open it is, and mm. there's teams that should be doing better. A bit like the Bucks in the East can definitely just turn it on and go on a twenty, like a you know ten game win streak, and obviously just flip the whole table. So it's a thing we love about the NBA. Rofe's big call for the week: Clippers cannot win the title, and they're a part of the five teams that I've named: Grizzlies, Jazz, Spurs, Clippers, Trailblazers. I'm going to add a sixth one in there. They're sitting in fourth, the Rockets. <laughs> I'm going to add them in there because I've got WTF next to them. Uh, it's incredible. Shangun, baby joker. I called it, I reckon, about two years ago. Shut up. That it was going to be the next <laughs> Shut big up. thing. Get the net. I've only been saying it for two and a half years. No one's listened to me. And now look what everyone calls him. Yeah, broken clock right twice a day, mate. <laughs> Fair enough. The Rockets have started well, and they took actually a little bit to get going. And we, I think we spoke about it last week, but they're showing their stars now and What's going on with the Clippers? Since Harden's come across there, they're 0-4. They lost to the Grizzlies today, who were in stone-cold mother last. Uh, what's going on with the Clippers? Why have they brought Harden in? Uh, there's too much ISO ball. Who wants to go first, they really? that toxic juice of getting him in. Well, I again, I, uh, I'm referencing the podcast that I was on yesterday, but the Clippers are getting a new stadium next year. Want to put bums on seats? You've got four 
potential Hall of Famers that are going to be playing in the Clippers uniform next year. It's a big stadium. You want to fill it in. You've got the names there that are playing. Their Is owner, that going to get your wins, though? Their owner just happens to be the second richest man in America, so I think money might not be an issue on the front there from them. But I do love the angle that you were trying to take. But but, but there's also you got to you also want wins. That's what I'm saying. You got to have a winning culture that comes with it. Like I started get, off. I get the stardom, and maybe they need time to gel. Westbrook and Harden are pretty much identical players. One's better probably on defense. One's probably better at facilitating the ball a little bit, even though Westbrook can pass. You nearly need you need one of them or the other. One of them, I think, one of them needs to come off the bench, and yeah. I don't, and I don't think it's Westbrook. You Westbrook's been playing well. Can Harden can carry it. So we're going back to better. we're well, going back to OKC days. Harden off the bench, six man of the year. Well, they got to do something if they keep keep losing. They got to do something. I agree, and I think they were playing well with just um, George Kawhi and uh, Westbrook on the court. Westbrook's been playing really well. Who's the number one in that team? Paul George. Yeah, I'd probably say Paul George. Has to be. I reckon first age scoring option. Not only that, but age, the way that the team sort of plays around them. It's pretty cute. And yeah, exactly right. (laughs) He's been there for a while, and he's been there for a while to probably say that this is how the team should be operating uh, under their coach Ty Lue, isn't it? Ty Lue, I believe, is the coach. So, have you watched any of his podcasts? Podcast P. Mm. Yeah, I watched a little bit last night, and that's good snippets. Done a little bit of re- research around that stadium and what they're building. And have you seen how what the stadium is going to be looking like? No, it's going to be an acre long scoreboard that goes the whole way around the top uh, yeah, of the arena yeah. as well. So it's like I don't know, it's probably ten meters high, and it goes around the whole top of the stadium that you can look at it from anywhere. And it's like stats, obviously, whatever's happening throughout the game. So it's. America. One of the videos I've been meaning to watch is uh, I think they rate like their fantasy or they do like a fantasy. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. You haven't seen that one? No. No, I haven't. I actually I mean, run my own podcast, which is uh, <laughs> taking off at the moment. Uh, not that you probably listen to that on the side. I did have a few teams for you to watch, Corker, but just give us one. We've done a bit on the NBA today. Just give us one team to watch probably over the next 10-game stretch who people should look at and go, you know what? Uh, this is my team if I don't watch the NBA. Oh, good or bad? Oh, they're just exciting to watch. They don't have to be good. They don't have to be bad. <laughs> no, do it. Nah, I'm not doing that. Tell us um, why it's the Rockets. <laughs> I'm going to go the Suns once they once they have full strength. What? But why are they exciting to you? What do you mean? How do you? Well, for everyone be... out there, I'm playing the dumb question here. That's <laughs> what the host well, does. He pivots. Um, Bill's only sort of just got back into it. He's going to take a few games. KD, it's KD still playing. He's yep, yeah. Um, Booker obviously been out a fair bit, a fair chunk of the season already, and I, I would be expecting them to climb the climb the standings once they're all all available. And don't forget Nurk, my Nurk, boy Nurkulet. Yeah, and he went early there, didn't you? Round eight in the draft, what a steal! I almost took him steal. as well. And Drew like Eubanks. <laughs> Is there anything else on the NBA you would like to cover before we go to our first break? Yeah, go to the Rockets. No, oh, in tournament play, did you see that? Um, What's in that? Like, what the fuck's a tournament? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> tournament. 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 Oh, whatever. Tournament. Jo- um, Germinated. You're from Dale's. Joel Embiid shot a three like to finish the game and then the like Raptors or something like that were wanting to punch on because like etiquette, etiquette or whatever. And then Joel's like, read the rules, boys. Like it's total points and all that shit. So like. Good awareness from our man Joe and the tournament player probably touched on next Joe, year. he's on fire today. I love it. Sorry, continue. I just wanted to <laughs> make His shirt's tight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll probably do a bit of a touch on possibly touch on, where touch the on. tournament is Ten. going to be at next week. Possibly. I like to say it. All right, we'll be back after the break.
Match week 12 of the EPL has concluded this morning here in Australian time. And well, the title race is getting really interesting. And I'm here to make some big calls, Shed, because the other boys on the From the Spot podcast, tune into that. They give the load in on the Premier League. They go big. I'm going to give you guys something here on the podcast. The title race is down to three already at this stage of the season. And in fact, it should be down to one. The way I see it is the Liverpool Reds will win the title of the EPL this year. The 2023-2024 season, Liverpool win the title. Time stamp it. What is it? The date is the 13th and it is 5.20 p.m. He's called it. Liverpool win the title this year and they're sitting in second at the moment. So it's you've got Man City in first on 28 points. Liverpool and Arsenal both share 27 points, but obviously Liverpool have a better goal differential at this stage. Liverpool had a great 3-0 win this morning and the, keys, the cogs are just starting to turn. Man City had a 4-4 thrilling draw against Chelsea this morning, which Chelsea, do you feel like they were lucky to get away with the draw in the end or do you think that they were deserving? I think some of their goals were quite good. Obviously, to score four goals, you've got to have some of the ball and get it up your end and have shots on goal enough. They're turning it around slightly. Obviously, they, I think they're too far gone to make any impact at all. But Liverpool, somehow, for a club that size and with the quality that they have and the ins that they have, uh, spent a bit in the summer, uh, flying under the radar somehow. I think everyone's just real concentrated on can Arsenal do it again? Tottenham, what the hell, they're up there. Man City slipping a little bit, letting people in. And then Liverpool just going, just chipping away. Like, and somehow, again, one point off top. Well, the reason I'm going so big is because Man City play Liverpool this week. So that is going to be blockbuster. And if Liverpool win that one, home. Uh, good question. Don't ask me that. I don't have that right <laughs> So I'm not actually quite sure on that, but it's going to be a massive game from there. Tottenham, like we just spoke about, a lot of injuries after that nine-man performance. So that'll be interesting to see how they go. Aston Villa, like I said on the socials earlier, sneaky good. Ollie Watkins is having a great season, and Julie So was awarded England international cap for, for doing so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manchester United, here we go. They were, they were nowhere to be seen. They've sort of... Scurried their way up to six at the moment. It'd be interesting to see whether they can crack the top four come the end of the season. Most points in the last six games, man, you. Massive from you. You're all over it, Shed. Uh, Everton, bit of tick up. They're finally getting out of, out of the relegation zone. They're into 14th. Bournemouth had a big dub and they're out of the relegation into 17th as well. They've only had two wins for the year. The most disappointing side this season for you, Shed, and why? I think it's pretty easy to say like a Chelsea or maybe a Brighton at times. I've actually gone with... My showing my in-depth knowledge here. I mentioned it just before that Burnley were very dominant last year in the championship coming up with eight games to spare, which is quite an achievement. Vincent Company as their manager, and they've, uh, they haven't spent much, and they need to have a massive, massive January transfer window because at the moment they're sitting with one win, one draw, stuck to the bottom of the table, and yeah, just so disappointing because they should be better than the teams that they came up with at least. Yeah, it's crap. I'm not going to lie, it's crap. One win, one draw, minus 21 goals. Yeah. (laughs) If you're a fan of that, you're going, geez, why rock up this week? That's where it's gotten to. It's the worst start for Premier League teams down towards the bottom. And it's not just them, it's Sheffield United, Luton Town as well, really struggling to really make an impact. And it's sort of uh, easy pickings for the team, probably in the, we'll go to the top eight, probably the teams in the top eight. That's right. And you were calling for Bill Belichick's head, but Vincent Company. If they go down, he will just leave. It's a big head too. There's, there's no way <laughs> that he is going to go back to the championship with Burnley. A Premier League side, uh, once they off their manager, there's about 10 every year. 
that do, uh, he'll be taking a position, no doubt. So they need to really lift and stay in the Premier League if he is to stay there. Bang on, mate. But it's time for you to take over the podcast. You've been enormous over the last few weeks and you've been watching the ICC Cricket World Cup uh, ODI, whatever else you want to call it. But that's why we've got Corker on as well. We're going to go through your team of the tournament so far. Fire away. All righty. So I've still got there for the people that would have listened two weeks ago, possibly, yeah. when I did my team of the tournament halfway point. We have now concluded the World Cup group matches and we are into the semifinals. So it's a bit like finals at the brand layer. We don't really count the uh, finals game. So Rohit Sharma has held his position at the top of the order, 478 runs, but I believe that was before he made that 60-odd last night. Uh, so he's touched over 500. Devin Conway's made way for Quinton de Kock, and Quinton de Kock will be taking the gloves of this side. Deservedly so. He's the highest run scorer at 591 runs, which is unheard of. Uh, Ruchin Ravindra, who Corker touched on last week, the young fella being only 21, and wasn't going to even play for New Zealand if Kane Williamson wasn't injured. He's coming in at three, made 565 runs, oh, and he's taken jet. five wickets. He's 21. Like, he's, he's taking the mick. So has he just sort of come on the scene sort of like a Labashang or yeah. even of better Alk than that? Yeah. Like literally he was just in the squad um, playing. He's played like junior, uh, under 19 New Zealand. But yeah, he wasn't going to be playing if Kane Williamson was fit and Kane Williamson came under an injury cloud and then broke his thumb and he's just shot off. So they've found a uh, diamond in the rough there, have New Zealand. Virat is going to hold his position there at four, 443 runs and a few more last night. Uh, Aiden Markram I had in at five, but he just hasn't really kicked on. And we've squeezed in Mitch Marsh Ooh. in at four. Uh, sorry, five. I know he usually bats in the top order, but bugger it. We'll get him in. You Cork asked up. him if you uh, – Cork up. This is your time to shine. No, I agree. I agree. 100%. Mitch Marsh had a great um, tournament. Terrible was, podcasting. He was the last person <laughs> to make the spot. It was either that or Van Vendedusen, uh from South Africa. Oh, well, he. Jeez, I don't even know who that is. Rizwan it was our leading run scorer at the half point, and he's out, and we've got Maxi in. I think you had to, didn't you? He's made 397 runs, and 200 of those was in one game, so he wasn't having that great of a tournament. But he's also taken 10 wickets, but he's also missed two games is something to consider as well. So his strike rate is unbelievable. Marco Janssen, I'm not sure. He's a... Uh, Quiz Cork, question last week. Yep. Corker mentioned him last week as well. He's taken 17 wickets um, and made 204 runs. You need that a, as a bit of a seam option, but someone that can steady the bottom order because these bottom four batters are genuine bunnies. Santa has made way for Zampa, and Zampa has been astronomical for Australia yep. um, in the last few games with his leg spin. He has. Nothing bad there, Corey. <laughs> no, not really. Thank you. Uh, now, he's been really tying it down. He did bowl a lot of overs quite early in the last game uh, against Bangladesh and went for a bugger all run. So I think teams are nearly parking the bus against him, not trying to get out because he is taking wickets. Uh, Shaheen Shah Fridi from Pakistan, the left armor, another left armor, uh, with 18 wickets. He's held his spot. Bumrah has made way for Shami, and Shami has taken 16 wickets. But he's in here for the fact of he averages seven Jesus. with the ball in a World Cup in India. And he's bowling 10 overs every single game. So average for those listeners out there is wickets. How many runs you go for per wicket? So he's going for bugger runs. And the next best average was Boomer with 15. 
So he's got the half the average of everybody else. So anything under like eighteen is pretty good going. Yeah, especially in a oh, World Cup. So like probably twenty even. That's there's been so many good wicket takers that are sitting around the twenties, and he's a seven. So. Yep. That is unbelievable from Shami. That's why he's in. And I've got, this is the tongue twister again, Hilshan Marashakna. He's a left arm quick. So I've gone you all. You've done that well. <laughs> I've gone all left arm seamers apart from Shami. So it's a little bit different. You don't see that. And he's taken 21 wickets. So in a side that struggled um, this World Cup, Sri Lanka, he's been uh, a shining light at the top there, taking 21 wickets. Thoughts on the side? I love it. Looks good. Thank you very much. We'll, we'll be posting that on the socials as well, uh, and we'll see what people's reactions are to that. I'm sure people will love it. Shed, like you said, we're down to the semi-finals now. So, what's put the next- your money where your mouth is, boys? Who wins it from here? What's the next games? We have India will play New Zealand, I believe, and that's for Wednesday, possibly. I think I looked at it earlier, but I can't remember. And then the next night, I'll look it up now. We'll be playing South Africa. So uh, I think we've got the good end of the draw there. You don't really want to be playing India. I think you want to be playing um, – if you, we get into the final and we face India, which is – India, New Zealand will, will be at 7.30 Wednesday night, Australian time. And then we've got, obviously, South Africa, Australia, 7.30 Thursday night. Winner plays in the final. So like you said, Australia probably on the right side of the draw. Are you predicting an Australian-India final? I am. Yeah. But I think – in a World Cup final, anything can happen. And India traditionally love to bottle these things. A bit like yeah. you on the quiz, Shed. So you just got to make the final and anything can happen on their day. If India win it, they win it. It's their own conditions. They've been very dominant. But it's the longest win streak I think India have had in ODIs in their history. So they're very due for a loss, some would say. They are. Now, before we go to a break, the CEO's secret segment is uh, coming to fruition. And this week, it's going to be a few pot shots. It's a little bit of accountability around the group and a bit of a reflection time on the 84 episodes that we've had. And I've narrowed down the top three shittest segments brought to you by the SC Faithful. And by the SC Faithful or by you? By me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to speak for the people. Oh, this so, is going to be good. I think I know what number one will be. <laughs> so we'll start with, we'll go with one vote. We'll, go, we'll do a vote so we can do it however you want to do it. But we'll start with one. And it goes to Hixie's Tour de France moment. <laughs> now, now Corker was oh, there with God. me, and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a double point. So, That's not a segment though, is it? So, not only will Hixie cop the points for this, but you will as well, oh. because we were about thirty nine, forty minutes into this episode, and Hixie was talking about a bloke wanking on the side <laughs> of the Tour de France, which is not what he meant to say at <laughs> all. And we were going, "What are you talking <laughs> about here?" Jack Shed makes, a look and like, "What, what, what did I just hear? What did we just hear?" But not only that, we'd got through the segment. We'd uh, at this stage we were filming at all different locations, and we'd gone all the way to Marupna to Hixie's house, all the way over that side of the river. Disgusting, if you ask me. But not only that, we got forty minutes in, and Corker goes, "Oh, it's running through the laptop. We're not even using through the speaker." So <laughs> it was forty minutes worth of content. On, I don't even know if we did it again. Can't remember. No, I can't. But it was quite a while ago. So that's the one vote here. Two votes is going to Shed's infamous app segment where (laughs) he put put out to the SC faithful and that's why I've brought them in. Guys, if you just want to let us know what's the, like, shittest app to use, what's not (laughs) user-friendly. I've had a few inboxes about that. Now, now. (laughs) Karen doesn't count. 
Now, I'll be honest, at the start of uh, our question time, we didn't get a lot of answers out there. We might have got five to 15 if we're lucky. I feel like we're and just... It's, and it's boosted up a little bit as time's gone on. But Shed got absolute duck eggs. <laughs> Not one person replied to his sing. And Shed's messaging me three times a week going, have you put that poll up yet? <laughs> what are people saying? Mate, no one gives us stuff. <laughs> Who cares about the apps? I feel like as a, as a collective group, we were just really fucking pissed off at the AFL app. Oh, we were. Yeah. <laughs> we were. So it's a little bit of a drive by there. But do you just want to have a guess at what takes the three votes? Is it Chipgate? It is Chipgate. <laughs> it is Chipgate. How can you be on a podcast, Liam Thorne, and sit there going, <laughs> why would people in their cars want to listen to you eating a Smith's crinkle cut salt and vinegar chip? I've had a gut full of the boys. It's time to take a little bit of responsibility and going forward, we'll see if any of these moments come up because we're, we're nearing on 100 episodes, which is going to be around the AFL start of the season next year. And it'll be interesting to see if anyone else can make the shittest segments for the SC faithful. Absolutely. There's been some uh, clips. There's been some that have been lucky to miss out there. <laughs> yeah, I think. very. So a uh, few people may have escaped. Are so, we happy with that? I think so. They're the very infamous moments. You can go back there. and find them. Do you know what episodes each one we're on? Absolutely not. Have you got any of your own in there? That's that's strange. None, none of you <laughs> somehow made. I think I was fourth and fifth. I feel but... like you make a new one every friggin' week. Hey, we'll see what happens. If you've got anything got or here? if the listeners or if anyone out there has something that I've absolutely butchered along the way. Keep us accountable. Keep me accountable and uh, <laughs> I'll cop it. So maybe next week, Corky, you can come up with a little segment. We'll see how we go. If you want to pip, if you want to pop me, let's go Did for Did Corker's it. Cracker get a thought there? I've ran no, out of Corker's Cracker. Was, I actually rated it. <laughs> I, I did get a few messages. What about when we went through Corker's statuses? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. no, that was good. That was good. And you Maybe may or may not have made a comment. What are we one of the people that yeah. were in his squiz. Do you want to give the listeners an insight into what that is for people that might have just joined us? Because that was about a year ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. Everyone has their Facebook memories that pop up on their phone 10, 12, <laughs> 13 years ago. And we thought it'd be hilarious to. I, I wouldn't look at them and I'd just give the phone to the, one of the boys and they'd read them out on air. And it was quite funny and very, very embarrassing at times. Like for a kiss hug date, oh. it's probably as neutral Life as it got. Like Jack Brophy. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't think I got that inbox. But Let's see. What have we got here? Anything for today? If not, we'll go to a break. Uh, one status and a heap of photos. What was the status? I don't even know. What is it? it says, Rhonda, you ripper. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh, beautiful break food. Oh, I love and it. And Liam Thorne's commenting on it. He said, Corey, you beaver. <laughs> <laughs> this is furry. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to a break now, and after this, we're going to get into a little bit of the NFL, the votes, and the quiz. No, this is fun. <laughs> we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> we are having fun, Shed. You are correct. It's time to briefly touch on the NFL. We've talked about it a bit of recent times, and maybe it's the fact that my Bengals lost today, but we're just going to go through the AFC East and the AFC West just to have a look at the standings quite quickly. And there is another reason, Shed. What is the other reason that I want to bring this up? Uh, well, you parked the bus on the slaughterhouse of the Patriots coach Bill Belichick there the other way. They stink. Patriots, two and eight. See you, mate. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Thanks mate. They've traveled. Shed it, shoot me, fell. They've tried out everything to get a win, and they even went to Germany against the Colts who are underperforming themselves. The Colts are 5-5. Five and five. 
and they still managed to butcher that thing 10 to 6. What an awful game to they take should, overseas. They should have drank a few more Steins, I reckon, because they, yeah, they're struggling. I don't see, what week are we up to? Week 9. Week 10, my apologies. So I've got two weeks for Bill Belichick to go. If not, stubby holders are going everywhere. I'm going to have to do another order in. So hopefully, do you see it happening in the next two weeks? Oh, it's two weeks is maybe pretty short term. Geez, he's given you every chance to get, get rid of him, isn't he? Oh, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappy Zappy. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, that yeah, I sent, sent it through. The, he does the fake when they spike the ball, fake spike, and then he just pushes back and then throws an interception into triple coverage. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is going on there? <laughs> oh, it's porridge, isn't it? I love to see it. The Jets are four and four in the East, the AFC East. That is question number one. Do they make the playoffs? Question number two is. Does Aaron Rodgers actually return or is this just the theatrics of the NFL this season? I don't think he will return because I think the Jets will be out of it by, say, two or three weeks to go. Yeah. I think the Bills will get their stuff together uh, and Jeez, it will start so. tomorrow because they're going against the Broncos who are three and fives. So that should push them two games clear of the Jets, uh, which is quite a lot in NFL terms. But, yeah, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, and I can't see Aaron Rodgers coming back for two nothing games at the end of the year. So the Bills are your lock. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, they're going to at least finish second in the division. Right. Uh, whether they make the wild cards or not, I'm not sure. They'd have to They'd have to win tomorrow to make that. I would have thought so. If they do, watch this space. Jets maybe keep the door open a little bit there. Dolphins just absolutely cruising, six and three. The only question is, are they going to be contenders enough when it counts to win a Super Bowl? I think they would be. Um, last week they went to Germany and they played the Kansas City Chiefs. So that was quite a big game and they took the loss there. But to still at 6-3, and three, I think that's pretty safe, I reckon. I think they're finishing top of that division and making the playoffs. Probably not going to finish in the one seed in the AFC, but uh, they're putting a strong case forward. AFC West now, and speaking of Super Bowls, the Chiefs, sort of like the Nuggets in the NBA, just puttering along, getting it done. There's no there's no doubts for me. The Chargers, this Question is interesting. Mark. Chargers, Raiders, both four and five. The Broncos still to play tomorrow, three and five. If the Broncos win tomorrow, it could be very interesting for the rest of the league. That's right. Everyone was cutting the throat of Russell Wilson out the other day, but if obviously if that gets them to uh, even with the Chargers and Raiders, they could be finishing second in division, have a bit of a late push there. They could snapple up a wild card spot there for the Broncos. But I can't see it happening. Not my words. I think the Chargers will kick into gear themselves. Tough division there, and the Chiefs are just taking the mickey out of it. Quick fire questions. Give you three. Super Bowl, who wins it? Dolphins. MVP? Tua. Will Corker know any other Texans player at the end of this season? Yeah, he likes the... Um, Quarterback from his Texans, Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, he's a big fan. And I know Patty Mahomes has been there for a while too at the Texans, yeah. but are you, are you a big fan of the Texans, how they're going? Yeah, love it. <laughs> I haven't watched a minute of it, they but draft, I love it. They drafted that Randy Moss as well. I think he's been pretty <laughs> good. Tom Brady's all right. Well, Eli Manning, if he can step up this year as wide receiver, it'd be fantastic to see. But that's enough of that. Shedlick, let's get into the votes before this is going to be a spicy quiz. Stonker. All righty. As I transition over here, are we starting with the positives and finish on the negatives as we like to do? Oh, here? as we love to do. All right. One vote for the MVP. I've got this Philadelphia 76 that started 8-1, and one, possibly 9-1 and one after today's results. Uh, we talked about them losing James Harden, but it has not affected them at all. 
So they are getting the one MVP vote. Two goes to CJ Stroud, the real quarterback of the Texans. Yes, we were joking for everyone out there. Done a number on your Bengals today. Yeah, and not only that, the week before he had 475 yards thrown and had a fantastic win. I believe it was against the Titans. I've forgotten already myself, but he's been enormous the last two weeks. Absolutely. I wonder why they passed him a little bit there, the Panthers, and they went with... um... Well, the Panthers are stinking. We probably should have put them in the fraud award votes, but you still got your three. And three, I think this is an easy one. Glenn Maxwell with the greatest ODI innings slash World Cup innings of all times, making 200 with a full-body cramp. Look at that. The podcast coming full circle. It was the first question off the top, and you've given him the three. Jeez, we're good. Absolutely. Um, fraud awards. One, Memphis Grizzlies sitting at bottom of the Western Conference standings. They still have enough talent. There. They've got the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Desmond Bain's been playing pretty well. They've got enough talent to not be sitting there. So uh, that is their fault and no one else's. Two is to the Clippers. We talked about what the hell is going on there. Panic stations. Brof, I think, said blow it up off camera. But <laughs> yeah. we'll have to check that up. Yeah. Um, and three, we've got Bangladesh has somehow escaped the cricket segment there for being being involved or causing the first timed out in professional uh, cricket in international cricket, they timed out Angelo Matthews after his helmet broke while he was at the crease. So that is absolute dog porridge. It's fucking so village. Oh, it's so rough. And their bowling coach has quit. He said, after this World Cup, I'm out. I can't be a part of that. So well done to Bangladesh. Actually, not well done. All right. On to the quiz now. It's going to be a little bit different this week, but <clears throat> one thing always remains the same. So points worth a point, unless stated otherwise. Your name's your buzzer. And for God's sakes, keep score of your own score here. Uh, it's an honesty right. policy here at the SC Faithful, or headquarters, I should say. Question number one. Name the 10 individual events for the decathlon. You'll get one point for every two correct answers. All right, Shed, I'll go first. Decathlon, this would be summer sports, is it? Correct. It would be the shot put. Correct. The high jump. Correct. The long jump. Yep. The 5K? Incorrect. You're out. You got one point so far. Take your pickings from what's left. I should have the pen on me, but continue. Um, and Discus? Correct. Damn it. I knew that was an easy one. Javelin? Correct. Damn it. Triple jump? Incorrect. Oh, You're yeah. out as well. So one meter. point each there. Uh, so the answers were... 100-meter sprint, long jump, shot put, high jump, 400 meters, 110-meter hurdles, discus, pole vault, javelin, 1,500 meter. 1,500 meter. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking of um, Billy Madison trying to think Good of what question, they were doing though. in the movie. Good question. All right. Question number two. Who is last in the ICC World Cup standings in 10th? Ched. Bangladesh. Incorrect. Corey. Netherlands. Correct. Dang. Netherlands are with a 2-7 in seven record at this stage. Question number three. Who is the new... The new Australian player who was signed with the Portland Trailblazers. Shed Duop Reith. Correct. And geez, he was lighting it up from three today. He went four from seven from what I've seen, unless he shot oh. one in the last 20 seconds. So he was enormous for them. Commentated one of his games actually in the NBL. Okay. True story. You you started his career. Uh, pretty, pretty much. Uh, and yours. Uh, question number five. Please name this player in the NBA for his career in the teams that he has been at. LA Lakers, Cleveland Cavaliers, Utah Jazz. Oh, jeez. Corey, Talon Horton Tucker? Incorrect. Lakers, Cavs, 
and now playing with the Jazz. Correct. Colin Sexton? Incorrect. Now playing with the Jazz. Do we double dip? You can have one more go. I'm shocked you haven't got it yet. Oh, really? Jesus. Oh, (laughs) Markinen. Incorrect. What? What? I thought I I I had it with Horton Tucker because he played it. Lakers. Yeah. He didn't play Cabs though. Nah. Shit. This is going to. Oh, I've got it. Yeah, you go. Can I say it? Jordan Clarkson? Correct. Oh, Jesus Christ. Can I please have a tally? Three, two. Three, two. We'll go to with the that. shed. Question number six. Speaking of Bangladesh, who made more runs against Bangladesh in the last game for Australia? Warner or Smith? Corey. Smith. Correct. Bonus points for how many points Smith scored? How many points he scored? <laughs> how many runs he made? Mm. 64. Incorrect. It was 63. Good stab in the dark. What an an idiot. Get it right. Get that wrong. Get it right. All right. Question number seven. Name the two professional teams nicknamed the Titans. Shed Tennessee Titans. Correct. Do I get half a point for that? While I stall for more time to think about the next one. Corey. Go on. Gold Coast Titans? Correct. Ah! I'll give you one point each. Let's make it fair. I can't be doing the half points around here. Right, yeah. Three all. No, four all. Four all. Okay. Keep about the time. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> this is where the quiz changes. The last three questions are going to be who am I's. We're five, four, three, two, ones. Two questions. Bread and butter. Three. Bread and butter. So here we go. It is his bread and butter. <laughs> so let's see if he brings it home. The first question eight, who am I, where five points is. Born 31st of December, 1970. I'm Australian. Say that again. 1970. I'm Australian. Steve Waugh. Incorrect. Andrew Gaze. Incorrect. Good guesses, though. <laughs> Jeez, I thought I'm like, oh, I think yeah, it's happening there. again. It's happening again. <laughs> All right. Four points. Played in the AFL in the 80s and 90s for North. Oh, God. Just give it to him. John Longmire. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> that is huge. He takes an 8 4 lead. Just give him three a North question, was, why don't you? Three, <laughs> three points were. Become a head coach in 2011. Number two is he's still coaching now. Number one is nickname Horse. So you've done well there. Question number nine. Worth five points here. I was born in Ipswich, Queensland in 1981. Cameron Smith? Incorrect. Just anyone. Any Queenslander you know? Jeez, I don't know. Shane Warne. Incorrect. Queensland. Number four for four. Sorry, for four points. I played cricket for Australia. Okay. Um, nineteen eighty. You said he was born. Nineteen eighty-one, to be specific. Oh God! What, what does that make him? Forty something now. Forty-two. I'll go with Matthew Hayden. Incorrect. No, he's like 50. he's about fifty-four. <laughs> yeah, that's a shit one. Um. Oh God. Skip. Dirk Nannis. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> For three I points. <laughs> I, was a, I was an all-rounder and I started my test career in 2002. James Hopes. Incorrect. Oh, <laughs> good guess. <laughs> uh, started his, what did you say, his test career? For Australia in 2002. And he's an all-rounder. Is he alive? I'll give him 10 seconds. Oh, I think you know who it is. Andrew Simons. Incorrect. Oh, <laughs> the two that's, points. Too, that's too young. Has opened the batting for Australia. Oh, God. Are we missing this? Is this like... Oh, yeah, you should get it. 
So open the batting. Open the batting for Australia. He's about 40-something. God. He's an all-rounder. Nah, go on. Corey. Oh. You Jason know, Gillespie? Incorrect. Oh. Didn't open the batting. No, I watchman. No, I watchman. He made 200. Still is not it, opening. Is it Shane Watson? Correct, it is. And yes. when you said Shane Warren, I was like, oh, my God, he's guessed this year. But it was Shane Watson. So that was for two points. Uh, tally, please. I think Shed's five up. I'm on 10 and he's on four. Yep, six up. Going yeah. to the last eight. Corey on. needs a real miracle here. 10 points if you can guess this first one here. I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. For 10 points, I was born on the 8th of September, 1990 in Victoria. That would make them four, six years older than us. 33. (laughs) Great work, Shed. That's good. New moon age. Jackass. Steel side bottom. Incorrect. Do you have a guess? I'll go, I don't know, uh, Pendlebury. Incorrect. Four points. I played in the NBA. Oh. Oh. He's born in Australia. Paddy Mills. Incorrect. Did you say he was born in Australia? Mm-hmm. In Melbourne. Victoria. Victoria. Oh, I think I know who it is because you would have. Kyrie Irving? No. Incorrect. You, wanna, you, can't you, you, you can't double dip then? You can't double dip, no. Okay. For three points, I played for three NBA teams. Sorry. Dante Exum? Incorrect. Riley. Oh, it's Riley. Jeez. <laughs> Very professional here. Oh, cut that out. Uh, is it Delhi? It is Delhi. Oh, you would have said had the win. You've done I it here. I might have had it with For two Kyrie points, there. he was NBA champion for one point. He's currently at Melbourne United, which is in the NBL. For our international listeners out there, Bob from Brussels, if you're listening. Another great – I reckon this has been a good episode. It's been a good, good. episode. I'm happy with the boys. Sure. So make sure you like, subscribe, all of that. Five-star review. Follow on all the socials and tune into the other episodes as well. Thanks for coming on again, boys. No worries. Thanks, Thanks for having me. me.